Hello, welcome to Apple Odyssey Weekly, episode 28, the place where we talk about the latest Apple news and rumors of the week. Give us a follow on Instagram at Appleosophy. Also check out our Twitter and uh, our website, Appleosophy.com. In today's episode, we have Brom, um, who's he's a podcast host for Appleosophy and also a writer for Appleosophy.com. Uh, Brom, thank you for joining today's episode. Thank you for having me, Holden. And this is our this is your second week back. Um, I, I believe you're you're on episode twenty seven. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad to have you back. It's awesome. It's awesome being here with you, man. I'll try to I'll, I'll try to stay close to my mic. I don't want to. I don't want to be socially distanced from my mic today. I like this. Does it sound good? Yeah, you sound good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. So the first thing we'll be talking about is the new 13-inch MacBook Pro. So as expected and promised by John by the Apple leaker John Prosser, Apple has announced a refresh to its 13-inch MacBook Pro. Apple has updated the keyboard of this MacBook Pro to a magic keyboard with a redesigned sensor mechanism with one millimeter of key travel, which was featured on the 16-inch MacBook Pro. This MacBook features a 10th generation processor with turbo speeds up to 4.1 gigahertz, up to 80% faster graphics performance and starts with 16 gigabytes of RAM uh, with, with basically, it's, so basically it comes with a faster processor, upgrade processor. Uh, Apple also claims that customers who will be upgrading to the previous 13-inch MacBook Pro will notice up to 2.8 times faster performance. Um, so, in design-wise, in this computer, there's really nothing too new. It's almost exactly the same, except for I'll say the keyboard and the internal specs. Um, so, Brom, what are your initial thoughts on this new computer? By the way, shout out to Nader Zero in the comments. I am doing well today. How are you? My thoughts on this MacBook Pro. Well, at the end of the day, I'll say it. I'm an iPad guy. I love my iPad. Uh, I haven't found anything in the latest MacBooks that compelling um, as compared to my iPad. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's I think it's a great change. I think uh, it's a very powerful computer. Um, uh, these updates are a little incremental. People were looking forward to a uh, a fourteen inch MacBook Pro uh, with with slimmer bezels. Uh, they were looking forward to tenth uh, gen, you know, i nine uh, at the baseline prices, and that's something we didn't get. We're still at eighth um, uh, gen i fives <laughs> at the baseline price. Um, uh, so so this model that we're talking about here, you know, with with 4.1 gigahertz, turbo boosted up to 80% faster, 2.8 times faster in, in practice, uh, you know, up to four terabytes of, of memory. All this stuff um, is only available on the higher cost models. The entry level model remains largely the, sa- the same apart from the uh, Magic Keyboard. So unless you're willing to pay a premium, um, it, you, you know, you, you'll still be stuck with a, a baseline MacBook Pro. Right. Um, I just want to mention that the new 13-inch MacBook Pro it starts at um, $1,299 for um and for education it also comes with the education discount. It's $100 cheaper, starting at $1,199 um, in the United States. Also, this this device is also eligible if you purchase the device, you'll get one year uh, of free Apple TV Plus um, 
so we'll get a year of Apple TV Plus for free if you purchase the new MacBook Pro. Just like um, Apple's been doing this deal since September, and I believe there's gonna, I believe they're gonna continue this deal for a, for a little longer. So um, keep in mind that. too, if you look at benchmarks, which you know people say benchmarks don't talk, um, but right. but they're you know they say you got to see real world applications to see where the, where the differences lie, where the performance improvements lie. But if you just look at benchmarks on paper, and that's one of the first things we go by, the entry-level MacBook Pro and the latest-gen uh, MacBook Air, which just came out about a month ago, are very, very similar in performance, but drastically different in price. You know, one starts out at $13, one starts out at uh, $999, and $900 if you're a student. <laughs> so I, I, I encourage people who are looking to purchase a MacBook to really explore their options. Because while the Pro name uh, sounds very compelling, it sounds like you're getting this this supercharged machine. That it, in practice, its performance can be very similar to a MacBook Air, and depending on what you're willing to give up in terms of the screen, um, you know, things like that, screen quality, uh, backlight, uh, things like that. I would encourage people to look at that and really see uh, where where does the gray area lie between those devices because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to Apple senior director of Mac and iPad product marketing, he says that whenever you're a college student, a developer, or creative pro, the 13-inch MacBook Pro delivers powerful performance, a stunning retina display, and an all-day battery life in our most portable pro notebook. And, the, and he also notes that today we added the new Magic Keyboard, doubling the standard storage and boosted performance, making the 13-inch MacBook Pro an even a better value for our customers. With with these updates, our entire notebook lineup features the ma- the Magic Keyboard for the best typing experience ever on a Mac notebook. It also offers twice the standard storage than before and delivers even more performance. It's important to note that there is no longer a uh, a non-touch bar model of the MacBook Pro available. Yeah, I know. I realized that didn't Apple remove it a couple of months ago? <clears throat> uh, they did, but now there's you could still buy. Um, you know, refurbished, For, right. older models, stuff like that. But it, the touch, the non-touch bar models are completely gone off the website. Wow. Yeah, th- th- that was a kind of sneak attack on me. I was like, I was looking like two, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like looking for the MacBook Pro with no touch bar. And I'm like, where in the heck did it go? I was like, well, in, 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 you know, some eagle-eyed Apple fans may have spotted um, that the baseline MacBook Pro actually increased from 1200 to uh, $1,300. And then oh, now geez. all of a sudden, the touch bar is included, whether you wanted it or not. So yep. a lot of people who went for that model because they, they weren't very fond of the touch bar and then used maybe that extra $100 to upgrade the RAM or something like that, that, well, that can't be done anymore. If you think about it, if you do not want the touch bar, you can go with the MacBook Air and you can still max it out to amazing specs like the MacBook Pro, I'll say. Definitely. Um, yeah, like that's, you have that option. That's why I was telling people explore your options because the the lineup, the MacBook lineup, gets very tricky. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so we're gonna be moving on to the next story. So we're gonna be talking about WWDC 2020. Apple has finally pushed out new information about WWDC 2020. So Apple a couple of days ago announced it'll be hosting its annual Worldwide Developers Conference virtually beginning on June 22nd in the Apple Developer app and on the Apple Developer website. And Apple noted that this is free for all developers. 
The company also announced that the Swift Student, something called the Swift Student Challenge, an opportunity for student developers to showcase their love of coding by creating their own Swift Playground. Swift Playgrounds is an app for iPad and Mac that makes learning the Swift programming language interactive. Um, this this uh, this challenge um, it ends um, on May seven on May seventeenth, yeah, um, through eleven fifty nine p.m. PDT. Uh, student developers um, across the world can submit the Swift Student Challenge, um, but all you have to do is create an interactive scene in Swift Playground that can be experienced within three minutes. Uh, and here's the thing: this is really cool. Yeah. Winners will receive an exclusive WWDC 2020 jacket and pin set. Um, if you guys want to check this out yourself, you can visit the Apple Developer website, developer.apple.com. Uh, I thought this was really interesting and reward because Apple obviously can't have any scholarships this year for WWDC, and this is an interesting alternative. Yeah, they, it's it's a great alternative. They couldn't implement the existing uh, scholarship program that we see every year. Um, given that the event is entirely digital, it's entirely online, um, they specified that it will be available through the, the, through the Apple Developer app. Um, and uh, AppleDeveloper.com. Um, right. What I found interesting is they didn't mention anything about it being available in the Apple Events app. So, and like it typically think, is. So I think they're still playing that out. I think they'll. I think they'll announce that around. But the fact that they didn't specify is making me wonder: will we will we be receiving a keynote, or is it going to be more of the one of those Craig well, Direct things where we're just seeing sort of demos of the new software, demos of the products in standalone videos that are just sort of sequentially uploaded. Well, Apple already confirmed they're doing a keynote. They mentioned it. I think it's actually in this press in in Apple press release, I believe. Um, it's either in the latest one or the last one. Apple mentioned they're going to do a keynote. Um, the question even, I have is, um, how are they going to do it? Are they going to record it ahead of time and then live? Even or so, are they going to do it live? Exactly. Is it going to be live? Is it going to be pre-recorded? And do they upload the whole keynote at once? And then you watch it afterwards? You know, right. things, There's a lot yep. of questions. So, um, Apple Aussie writer Paraj says that he thinks it's going to be like the... Um, like a regular keynote. Um, what they're probably going to do is just live stream it, have their Apple executives showcase everything on stage, but just won't have they just won't have an audience. That's my guess. How do you hand off the clicker though? Does everybody just have a separate clicker? I guess so. <laughs> oh, I never <laughs> thought of that. Jeez. Okay. Or is, or <laughs> that got me thinking. Or do they do that sort of uh, you know eighth grade classroom nod where like when you're ready for the next slide you just go. <laughs> just like that maybe they all use their apple watches or, or the apple watch yeah i don't know wouldn't that I be awesome use, i know apple actually uses the keynote app for their their keynotes yeah yeah and you can, you can sync your apple watch up to it too that'd be an interesting oh, wow. alternative right in um exploring the the swift student challenge i think that's kind of interesting so they have to the task is by may 17th submit a Three-minute long Swift Playgrounds experience, and it'll um, only, there, there's only going to be one winner. You said, Holden. Um no, there's I think there's multiple winners. Okay. I believe. Um, because that my wasn't clear. Is, I don't know how many. I don't know how. how app, the press release didn't make it clear on how many. Yeah. Basically, how many uh, winners are going to be winning the pin set and the jacket. But the people who do win 
are going to receive the classic WWDC swag that we see every year. The pins, the exclusive pins, the jacket. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing a thousand, but I could be wrong. I just that's just a wild guess. Wow. Um, what's interesting about this event this year uh, is the fact because that it's the fact that it's completely online. Mm-hmm. This is truly worldwide. You're gonna have people coming from all over the world to take place in this free event. Uh, keep in mind, it's free. Um, so people that people that go have to normally have to pay uh, sixteen hundred dollars or more, right? Um, depending and on what kind of ticket sell they out, have. Like, yeah, tickets sell out like within ten minutes. It's or something. like Comic Con; they sell out in seconds. Um, it's crazy. So the fact that we we will all be experiencing it together, free and in real time, um, there's something special about that, and it's one of those examples where um, the virus has has brought us together in a very weird way. Right. I just want to mention someone in the comments said that. Um, it is confirmed to be 2,500 swag bags. Um, I haven't read that anywhere, but, um, so I guess we, I guess a lot more than I was thinking. Wow. Thank you, Max. Um, okay. So Apple, so you're talking about, um, if Apple's in Duke, you know, or not they are, I'm looking at the press release. They said that the Apple, so Apple notes that developers are encouraged to download the Apple Developer app where additional WWDC 2020 program information, including keynote and platform state of the union details, sessions and the last schedules and more will be shared in June. Do you think there'll be a design um, awards this year? Good question. I think they will, but they won't have a video for it. They'll just announce it on Apple's website and then they'll just ship them the award. That's my guess. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Okay. Next story. Yeah, so the next story, we're going to be talking about Apple stores. So we're going to be talking, so some Apple stores have been reopening uh, lately. Um, so there's been about four Apple stores in the U.S. that are going to open this week out of like mm-hmm. 200. Um, so we're on. seeing, just to give people a quick overview, uh, we're seeing stores in Austria, China, uh, Germany, Hong Kong, Macau, South Korea, Switzerland, Taiwan, Austria, and then additionally the four stores that are open in the United States. And mm-hmm. that's in uh, mainly in Alaska and Idaho, if I'm right. Right, yeah, I don't know. Idaho, yeah, Idaho is one of the stores. Um, there's a chart. I think a shout out to 9to5 Mac for providing this uh, interactive chart. But they provide this whole interactive chart. It's like a map. You can see which Apple stores are open mm-hmm. and which ones are closed. That was Michael um, Stieber, according... correct? Of 9to5 Mac? Well, yeah, yeah, that dude's great. He's brilliant. Um, I know he, he reports on a lot of Apple store news. Um, I know he travels a lot to different Apple stores. Mm-hmm. I've anyways, waited in line um, with him before. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what which which Apple store? For the uh, visitor center opening at Apple Campus Two. Oh wow, that's that's cool. Yeah. It was fun. It was a um, blast. So looking at the looking at the stats provided from Nine to Five Mac. Um, Apple all Apple stores are open in Austria, which is only one store, so one out of one. <laughs> Obviously, all stores, all stores in China are open. Forty-two out of forty-two. Oh, Apple also opened all Apple stores in Germany. Uh, so fifteen stores out of fifteen. They're all wow. open in Hong Kong, South Korea. Um, Apple opened their South Korean stores, I believe, a week or two ago. And then they're all open in Taiwan. Oh, in Australia, in Australia, they're um, they have twenty-one out of twenty-two open. The one store is, uh, I believe it's the Apple store in Sydney. It's under renovation. So once that renovation is complete, I assume that store is wow. going to open back up. Lots of stores opening up. And then um, going to the U.S., um, 
there's four there's four stores opening this week out of 271 stores in the United States. So that's what's open right now. There's still there's still stores, for example, like Turkey, UK, Canada, yeah. France, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Netherlands. I noticed Singapore, uh, Spain. Apple all still. Apple released on its website here, and and I'll I'll read this to you guys. Apple released on its website some COVID nineteen procedures that they're following in their stores. Uh, mm-hmm. it, there's they're they're really focusing on service and support um, over anything things like repairs. Uh, online shopping is encouraged. They're still highly encouraging that. Uh, limited store capacity, reduced operating hours, masks are required and provided. Ooh, quick question. You think they're think Apple made the mask? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I know <laughs> Unless they're giving everybody the big shields. plastic one. I don't think so. I know Apple's been making face shields and I think they've mm-hmm. been the making face shields, ma- correct. I think they've been making I think they've been making masks. I'm really curious. <laughs> it's an Apple mask. <laughs> the, I'll just I want a logo I want a logo on the mask. front, okay? <laughs> yeah, so I could too. be so, so I could be a jerk about it. I want a big old app embossed on the front. And does it come in leather yeah. with a microfiber lining? Mm. Starting at one ninety nine. Oh my gosh. Uh masks are required and provided at Apple stores. Uh they're doing temperature checks on people who enter the store. Uh today at Apple is currently paused, but they are offering today at Apple sessions online. Uh it's a limited number, but I encourage you guys to check that out. Those are really fun. Um, and then they're cleaning uh, more frequently than ever. I've heard that um, in, in Hong Kong and mainland China, they're actually mm-hmm. separating uh, the products six feet away. So you can go and you can play with the products, uh, do the hands-on demos, things like that. But they're actually uh, spaced six feet away to encourage social distancing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And, and we might be seeing that in the U.S. here pretty soon. So one thing to mention, um, Apple, because, you know, today today Apple's paws are everywhere at every Apple store, all 500 and whatever stores. Um, but Apple has mentioned that they have something called Today at Apple at Home. Uh, these are sessions hosted by Apple Store Creative Pros to boost your creativity. And Apple notes that these new sessions are added regular, regular, uh, regularly. <laughs> I can't speak today. <laughs> um so I assume about probably once a week, Apple updates it with new videos mm-hmm. and projects you can do for, for free online. Um, but yeah, look at these Apple stores. So in Austin, where I, where I currently lived, there's only two Apple stores, and those are still closed. Um, but I can, I think there's still there's still stay at home orders in Austin. So, um, so I think the stores in Austin for sure are gonna stay closed. For a little longer, probably till June. Someone, someone is, ask, in your, someone is right. asking in the comments how my mic setup works. It's just a quick note because you guys expressed interest. Um, this this is a Yeti mic. This is hooked up to uh, my iPad via USB-C dongle. We're recording that in the Native Voice Memos app. Um, it's then uh, edited um, and converted to podcast format for Apple Podcasts, uh, things like that. The audio that you're hearing now on the live stream is strictly through the beamforming mics on my uh, AirPods Pro. So if you're impressed by the audio, that's all AirPods. Right. Um, but yeah, going back to the Apple stores, um, I'm sure we're going to be seeing stores slowly reopen throughout every week. So we'll give you guys updates on which stores are open or not. But you can, but, uh, but we can see some of these stores are slowly reopening, and they're expected to have. 
and um, we'll we'll see how this uh, rolls out and come into play. It'd be interesting to see how it rolls out in the United States. It, yeah, it would be. Okay, so next we're gonna be moving on to Apple Watch. Uh-oh. So, so so, upcoming Apple Watch could feature a pulse exometer due to COVID nineteen. Um, so the Apple Watch Series six is rumored to be able to take a blood oxygen reading. So according to unconfirmed reports, the current COVID nineteen pandemic makes makes this feature more urgent and might see Apple adding this to the upcoming Apple Watch Series six. So this is it interesting. This these Apple Watch Series Six leaks is very interesting because it's coming from a, a YouTuber, Nikias Molina. Right. Um, and it, while he's a great YouTuber, he doesn't have uh, a leak track record, so mm-hmm. we don't know how much to trust this. Yeah, I know um, him. He he was actually on Apple Watch Weekly. Um, he's been here a couple year. times, yeah. But as far as as far as leaks, there hasn't been much of a a, a track record there, so we're not we're not sure where he's getting his sources from. Um, but some of the things that he's talking about, um, as far as features for the Apple Watch 6, uh, include sleep tracking, longer battery life, up to 20 hours, supposedly. Right. It should be very Yeah, sleep tracking, longer battery life, pulse oximeter. Well, I don't even know what that is. Does it like track your pulse? The, the pulse oximeter, yeah. So um, it tracks your blood oxygen level. Okay. So you may have seen after you finish a workout, uh, uh, the Apple Watch will give you things like your VO2 max. And that tells you it's an, es- an estimation. That's an estimation of the amount of oxygen that you're bringing in and out uh, consecutively throughout your workout. And so it helps Apple better uh, better track fitness, um, health management, all the different things like that. Um, by integrating uh, the pulse oximeter, um, People are saying that it could help screen people for uh, COVID-19. Um, obviously, it'll include a new S, S6 chip. We haven't heard anything as far as the performance improvements that will be included there. Um, it's also rumored to include a mental health tracker, tracker um, that will be able to predict panic attacks. So it'll be interesting how, how they implement that. I hear that it's supposed to work with the pulse oximeter and... Uh, the the heart rate sensor in the background to help you predict when you might be having a panic attack. You know, maybe you're bringing in less oxygen. You're about to hyperventilate. Or I, you know, I'm not. I don't know the logistics of how that works. Um, but uh, the new WatchOS Seven is supposedly supposed to include a new mental health app, and the Apple Watch Six right. will include some special features. Yeah, I heard, features I heard some for, rumors for a while, just yeah. not from this, but just some tidbits here and there about about new mental health features. But I can definitely see Apple doing that. It's really, it's very Apple-like. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they have the um, what app is it called? Uh, the the Breathe app. Um, it's, see, well, they already have a meditation type of app, and um, you're thinking Apple's, they could maybe... Apple's making the Apple Watch uh, nearly indispensable when you think about it. You have things like ECG, heart rate notifications. They're saving lives, and then apart from that, they're allowing people to to monitor important things like their breathing. Um, like the ambient sound around them, protecting your hearing, uh, things like that. They continue to make these improvements every year, and it's really exciting to see what they'll do next. Right. I, I yeah. Same. Um. 
So yeah, with Apple Watch, um, we haven't heard really too much else about Apple Watch Series Six. Um, surprisingly, we don't get too much like news rumors about Apple Watch like we do with the iPhone 12, for example. So we'll see. I'm sure there's gonna be some more stuff. Well, that could more be tidbits here and there for Apple Watch. Yeah, that Go could ahead. be due to the to the fact that we've heard many times over, not only from John Prosser, but some also also some other notable leakers, including Ming Chi Ko uh, and Max Weinbach, that. Apple is shifting all of its product resources, its production resources, to the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro lineup. Um, so right. uh, the rumor has it that they're delaying uh, new versions of the Apple Watch, new versions of the iPad until 2021, uh, strictly so that they can have all their supply, chains effort, supply chain efforts directed toward the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. Right. Yeah, I've been hearing that, Make too. that launch in time. That's their most important launch of the year. And I think they're 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 really trying hard to make sure that 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 iPhone launches in time for the holiday season. Right. Um. Okay, so we're moving on to the next story. So we're gonna be talking about MacBook Pro again. Yes, we're talking about MacBook Pro. I know we just talked about it not too long ago, but we're it's talking an, about it's it an again. interesting week for the MacBook Pro, Holden. It really no the thing about it. It really is. <laughs> it's a it's um, lawsuits galore. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, so the th- next thing we're talking about is Apple is facing a class action lawsuit regarding MacBook Pro Flexgate issue. Mm-hmm. So back in 2019, popular repair website iFixit noted that some 2016 and 2017 MacBook Pro models were suffering from uneven backlighting due to a faulty flex cable that is prone to wearing out over time. Mm-hmm. MacBooks that were impacted by the Flexgate uh, uh, typically ex- uh, exhibited a stage light effect pictured um, which is, which can be seen or ended up uh, failing altogether. This week, a nationwide class action lawsuit filed against Apple in Northern California court accuses the Cupertino giant of knowingly uh, concealing a defect with a def- with a uh, with a display component flex cable on recent models of the 13-inch and 15-inch MacBook Pro. Um, so to mention this. Since the impacts of Flexgate were often de- developed over a prolonged period of time, the affected MacBook Pro units may fall outside of Apple's one-year warranty period at the t- uh, at the time problems begin to rise. Yeah. With the out-of-warranty repair fees topping... Okay, listen to this. The repair fees... Uh, <laughs> uh, Ludicrous. Right, so the repair fees, they're $850. Many MacBook Pro customers were hoping that Apple would release a special repair program for the issue, but... They never did, and boop, $850 charged. What's interesting about this is I, I, I actually did, uh, I contributed to the to Apple philosophy with this article uh, earlier yesterday. I wrote the whole editorial on this, so it was a lot of research. Mm-hmm. So the way this issue goes is 2016 and 2017 MacBook Pros, both 13 and 15 inch, models are experiencing this issue, this stage lighting uh, issue that can be attributed to the Flexgate problems, this faulty component. And what that looks like is it looks like uh, that that LCD light bleeding that we used to see on on iPads, where certain areas of the screen kind of just shined a little bit brighter than normal. Uh, So that's that stage lighting that we're referring to. Um, Instead of acknowledging this issue uh, with the repair program, uh, Apple opted to increase the length of the the flex cable in 2018 models, the subsequent models of the MacBook Pro, uh, by making it two millimeters longer. 
after that, Apple did implement a repair program in May of 2019, uh, which replaced for free uh, any 13-inch 2016 MacBook Pro model that was experiencing these issues. Notably, it left out uh, the 2017, 13, and 15-inch uh, models. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll, honestly, when I heard when I first when I first saw these reports, I was kind of surprised myself that Apple didn't release a repair program for this. Um, now that Apple's getting sued for it, you think they're going to? I don't know. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't know. It's their call. Um, they're probably gonna fight the lawsuit. Hey, they could lose. They could win. I really don't know. I seen well. I seen surprises that Apple just completely loses it and the defendant wins. I feel like um, Apple uh, used to prioritize things like this. I mean, I mean, look what happened with uh, Intendigate on the iPhone. I'm guessing 4. maybe the reason why they didn't do a repair program because maybe they didn't get enough data or something, or maybe there wasn't enough users that are affected by this. But well, that's I the thing. We we could talk know. all day about you know semantics and you know how widespread is the problem, but it right. just seems very out of character uh, with Apple these days to to seemingly not acknowledge these things uh, as seriously as they used to. Um, if you look at something like Intendigate on the iPhone four uh, back in twenty ten, you know you saw Steve Jobs stand up in front of people and and you know physically say, "I don't believe in this. Look, we tested it with other phones. It does the same thing. Is it really an issue?" No. Does it really affect performance? Does it actually drop calls? No. So, you know, he stood up in front of people and said, okay, we get that you may lose a couple bars. It's not going to drop calls. It's not a big issue. And then the next day, there's a free case program. You know, we saw issues with the butterfly keyboard. It took forever for Apple to release a repair program. And when they did, they left out certain models. Maybe that is based on the data that they're receiving. But I feel like when you pay a premium for Apple products... Uh, you deserve that world-class support. You deserve that that um, the ability to repair. And they're kind mm-hmm. of taking away that whole right to repair thing from us because of these solid-state drives, because of these, these miniaturized logic right. boards. You can't work on your own equipment repair. anymore. And that's why we have this whole right, repa- right to repair movement. So it's like if you're not going to give me the right to fix my own stuff, at least hold yourself accountable and fix it for me when it fails. Exactly. And I think I, that's I where a lot of people stand right now. Okay, so we're moving on to the next story. And guess what? It's another lawsuit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, double whammy. And it's back it's to back. lawsuit two of three that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there another one? Yeah, Thunderbolt. Which one? Which one? What's the third one? Thunderbolt, the Thunderbolt flaw. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Thunderbolt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so here's the second lawsuit Apple's facing. I told you so it's Apple's inciting with for another... MacBooks. <laughs> so Apple's hit with another lawsuit over iPhone XR's antenna issues. Uh-oh. Yeah. Apple <laughs> has been hit with a second-class action lawsuit over the iPhone XR's uh, substandard in interfere antennas. Apple is accused of hiding the fact that its more affordable iPhone released in 2018 ships with a lower-quality 2x2 MIMO antenna array compared to the higher-end iPhone XS and XS Max uh, 4x4 MIMO antenna array. Yeah, so... so uh, yeah, go ahead. That MIMO technology, uh, we saw this in 2013 with the release of the iPad Air. That was the first Apple product to feature that technology, the MIMO, and that stands for Minimal Input, Minimal Output. 
And so basically it's more efficient uh, wireless internet connection uh, in practice. Uh, when you have these, these, these two by two or four by four, these quad uh, antennas, it allows you to hold the device in more orientations without dropping uh, connectivity. And so uh, this lawsuit is accusing Apple uh, of leaving out the fact that there's only a 2x2 two two format for the 10R, while there's a 4x4 four four MIMO uh, format for the iPhone XS. So people are saying in certain situations, the iPhone XR does experience slower connectivity, uh, flaky reception uh, in, in areas, in circumstances where the iPhone XS wouldn't. Right. So I also want to mention that... Um... So this isn't the first time, actually, that a complaint has been uh, filed about this issue. A suit was filed in the district court for the, the Northern District of California one month ago on the same issue. Users have been experiencing a range of issues from call drops to flaky reception. Plaintiffs say Apple knew about this issue and shipped it to customers without telling them the difference. The lower quality antennas were most likely used on the iPhone XR to lower the cost of the device. The class action lawsuit... Uh, calls for specified damages plus legal fees. It also demands an order to be replaced, to be placed against Apple, to prevent them from using deceptive and unfair business practices. It was deceptive. Yeah. They should have been more Definitely. honest, Holden. Sorry, say that again. They should have been more honest, Holden. Yeah, they should have. Hey, they're a company. They like to do sketchy things. I guess. <laughs> um. It wouldn't maybe be they Apple. Do, maybe they didn't know. <laughs> Who knows? Apple's all secret. Apple's probably one. Apple's honestly secret. Probably more secret than the NSA to tell you the truth. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're going to be moving on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Apple over the he- over the ear headphones. AirPods so, Studio. AirPods Studio. Yes. Yeah. So another another leak from John Proster. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> so Apple's over-the-ear headphones is going to be named AirPods Studio. Apple's over-the-ear headphones are expected to be announced in WWDC 2020, according to the, to my favorite Apple leaker, personally, John Prosser, who is also <laughs> the founder of Front Page Tech. So John Prosser tweeted a couple days ago that Apple will be using the AirPods branding, quote, I'm going to quote this, um, quote, AirPods branding from Apple's over-the-ear over the headphones, which is codenamed B515. Interesting. It will be named AirPods Studio and will retail at $349. So that's what John Prosser tweeted a couple days ago. If you want to, if you want to find this out for yourself, go to John Prosser's Twitter and he tweeted it on May 9th, 2020. Um, but yeah, AirPods, AirPods Studio, what are your thoughts on this? Anything? You know, I'm not a big over-the-ear headphones guy. Usually they hurt my ears. Um, and so I'm really in love with AirPods and that weightless feeling that they're giving me, uh, especially with AirPods Pro, uh, with that really, really dynamic bass, um, uh, punchy sound. It's, it's, I'm really in love with my AirPods Pro. So I, I've, I used to turn to over the ear headphones, uh, for amazing sound quality, but the sound quality on my wireless headphones is so impressive now that, that I no longer see a need to. Uh, to reach for my over-the-ear beats anymore. According to John Prosser, uh, what we're going to see is something similar to the Beats 700 in design, um, and it'll start at $350. Right. I also heard rumors that there's going to be 
similar to how you have this design on an AirPod Pro where you can uh, unclip um, the, the ear tips. There's supposed to be a new uh, magnetic model of this for over-the-ear headphones. So depending on the size of your ear, um, you'll be able to sort of uh, just pop the cup off and, and adjust the headphones to your liking. Right. Um, but yeah, quite frankly, I'm really interest, interested how Apple's going to... I'm really curious what it's going to look like. Um, like you said, probably similar to the Beats. Because um, Apple obviously Apple owns Beats, and I'm sure using similar technologies. Um, but I don't have too much else to say. I'm looking forward to it. And... Um, you know, a quick hopefully comment I, hopefully, on... Hopefully I can try them out in the Apple store. Yeah, hopefully soon. A quick comment on the AirPods branding. You know, this this whole idea of AirPods Studio over-the-ear headphones. Uh, Apple's really made a name for themselves in the wireless headphone market. Um, right. Uh, there was a, a comment yesterday by an Apple executive. I can't remember the name. That said he described AirPods as spreading like wildfire. Um. It, they the are really in high demand. Like, if you order AirPods Pro right now, I think you'll get them in like three, two weeks. I still, think two weeks, I believe. You know, and more, and more like, months out from the launch. Right, um, but speaking of, speaking of AirPods Pro, speaking of AirPods Pro, um, Apple has released new firmware and support advice for AirPods Pro. Uh, lately, many many AirPods Pro users have been reporting issues that affect the earbuds. With users standing, the earbuds weren't working as well as they used to. Yeah. One common issue that affects the AirPods reported by many users on the Apple forums are static slash crackling noises coming from the earbuds. So, boom, another another issue going on. Um, so, Apple released multiple support documents that, that mentioned troubleshooting for users. Um, this is a good thing. Apple acknowledged it and they're providing the right steps. This is um, interesting, said, though, because if you look at this... So what happened with what happened was when AirPod launched, everybody was on this build number two B five eight eight. That's what everybody was on. Now keep in mind these are automatic updates, so it's it's there's no way to manually say no to an, an AirPods firmware update. It just happens. You open the case, you take them out, you use them, you close the case, and as soon as they touch that charger, they're updating automatically. And it's pushed right. out over the air by Apple. So everybody's on this two B five version. Well, what happens is at overnight, Apple pushes this 2C54, and boy, did people hate this one. Again, <laughs> you said fix, fix it, it. There's static and crackling noises. Um, there's noise cancellation reduction. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of people hate this update. So within 24 hours, Apple pulls the update, but many, many users had already upgraded to it. Now, keep in mind... Um, there's no way to plug AirPods into a computer and just revert back. So you have large large portion of the populations of, of AirPod users are on 2C54. A lot of them are on the older 2B588. Recently, uh, Apple seeded the 2D15 build. Um, it fixes those static and crackling noises and improves the noise cancellation uh, while maintaining the uh, base dynamic range. Uh, that they added in 2C54. The 2C54 update that came out um, in November was commended for its its base improvements and greater dynamic range, um, but it also came with bugs such as the reduced noise canceling and those those weird noises we were talking about. 
So it's an interesting phenomenon. Right. They keep pulling bull builds and then adding them back. Someone, someone commented, uh, AirPods Pro is still not available in South Africa. LOL. It's only been available to pre-order, but that's been since November 2019. <laughs> Alright, that's really weird. That is weird. So they've been available for pre-order since November 2019, but they haven't officially released them. That's really interesting. I have to look into that. I'll have to take a look into that because I've never heard of. That's really weird. But um, I actually don't own any of the AirPods. Um, I'm using the Beats X, for example, right now. Um, Beats X look awesome. Thank you. Love yeah, it. I just got them a couple. I got them over the weekend. Um, I got them for thirty-eight bucks and like brand new condition, and everything. Excellent deal. Um, it's, it's the anniversary edition too. It's a great yeah, it's color. Yeah, anniversary. Yeah, I love them. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, they're amazing and they're great headphones and they retail at hundred dollars. I got them for thirty-eight, so definitely a steal. And you think about it, it comes with the Apple W1 chip, which is the same chip that's in the AirPods and AirPods Pro. Wait, is it the same AirPods Pro? Only AirPods or first it? generation have the that's W1. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's really, it's a really good deal I got. That's awesome. Okay, so next you're moving on to the next uh, story. We're gonna be talking about Apple TV 4K. So new Apple TV 4K with the A12X chip that may launch very soon. So yet, this is another John Prosser leak. Okay, I, I might, might as well just call this the Bron- the John Prosser weekly yeah, show. The John or Prosser show. So Apple may announce a refresh to its Apple TV 4K with the A12X Bionic chip soon, according to John Prosser. So, according to John Prosser's tweet, he said that the new Apple TV 4K is codenamed Neptune T1125, hmm. and it will have Apple's powerful chip, the A12X Bionic chip. The storage options will be doubled, and, in, and instead of 32GB and 64GB, it will be available in 64GB and 128GB. Um, so John Prosser said that um, this could be another one of these things I can drop any time. And app- he also mentioned that Apple got no chill right now. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll his you, tweeting style. Know, I know. I'll let you know if when I hear a date, who knows, Apple, maybe Apple c- can keep a secret from me. That's what he said. <laughs> keep in mind if they add the A12X Bionic, uh, we're talking some major improvements over the uh, A10 Fusion that's that's currently in, in the Apple TV 4K in the existing Definitely. model. Um, we're talking 90% faster graphics. Um, it, it's it's going to be a huge improvement. Oh, yeah. Um, those, that's so, likely yeah, aimed at Apple Arcade as well, towards that right. subscription model. A lot I, of these games app- are huge games, and they're offline, so there's no there's no online streaming portion of those games. They're full-blown, you know, you know, several gigabytes of data. So you're going to need extra storage on the baseline. You're going to need the A12X Bionic chip to really get the most out of these Apple Arcade games. Right. Well, well also what I was going to mention is that it's perfect timing because we're thinking about getting a new Apple TV 4K soon. Um, and I'm glad we waited because it could release a new one. A so lot of people the, are now waiting. The, now, the debate is, <laughs> now the debate is when is this going to be released? Um, my personal prediction, I'll say this month. Or around WWDC. That's my prediction. I think they should just pack everything in WWDC and just make it like Christmas. Make it like Christmas. Yeah, we all need, we all need that right now. <laughs> we all we? need an early Christmas. <laughs> I um, totally agree. What's our next story, Holden? So speaking of Apple TV, we got another similar Apple TV story. 
um, but it's more on media. So Sweet. Apple releases free Apple TV. Sorry, I said this out completely wrong. Apple releases free <laughs> media to users as the coronavirus coronavirus pandemic continues. Apple is providing some free content and entertainment for consumers to use to take advantage of as the coronavirus stays around the United States. For starters, uh, Apple will be providing free access to Apple TV Plus originals such as The Morning Show, Defending Jacob, and Dickinson. On top of that, Apple's also providing free access to HBO on Apple TV channels. Okay, so, um, so actually, I've been I've been watching Defending Jacob. Um, Me too. Definitely, it's definitely one of my favorite Apple TV. It's Plus an excellent shows. show. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I just watched the latest episode that came out on Friday. Um, on Friday night, and um, yeah, highly yeah, recommend Defending Jacob. It's a good show. And the fact that Apple's providing free access to HBO on Apple TV channels, I think it's really cool. That's a big deal if you think about it. It is. And a lot of people actually, are like... Actually, I, I watched one. Uh, I forget what it was called. I think it was called McMillian or something like that. Okay, uh, it's yeah. A docu- it's a documentary about... Um, it's the McDonald's the one, Mc- right? The McDonald's Monopoly scandal. Yeah. Um, I've heard about that. And I didn't, even realize, I didn't even realize it was free until I saw the HBO logo. So I thought I was like... What's interesting... A lot of people are like, wow, this is crazy. You know, Apple's offering free HBO to everybody. It is pretty cool, but keep in mind with all this HBO Max stuff, uh, they're switching over a lot of their exclusive content, the content that's in high demand, over to HBO Max, which is going to be their, their higher paid model, their their newer tier. Uh, it'll, it'll cost more money. It'll have more exclusive TV shows. Um, Friends mm-hmm. will be on there, um, things like that. So... They're really trying to pull people into HBO Max. HBO may be free, but a lot of the stuff that we used to watch on HBO is going to be on HBO Max. So I mentioned the comments. Why don't you read the comments? Um, we do read the comments. Uh, we're, so basically what we do is we read the comments. If it relates to what we're talking about, we'll, we'll try to mention you. That's what we try to I do. I always try to read the comments. So um, going back to uh, the streaming... Uh, Apple's also providing free access to audiobooks and ebooks. The two audiobooks the company is providing are The Wonderful Wizard of Oz um, and Winnie the Pooh. Don't forget um, Little Women, too. Little yeah, Women's also, also there. Yeah, Little audiobooks. Women. Uh, these free trials and items will be around for a certain amount of time, so make sure that if you're interested in them, uh, check it out. Um, this is not going to be forever. I'm sure it's just going to be throughout this month, and they're going to mm-hmm. end it. They're going to probably have a new set of content available in June. That's my prediction. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next store. We're going to be talking about HomePod. Woo! So HomePod is now finally available in India. So after announcement back in January of Apple's... Uh, so Apple announced, this, Apple announced that HomePod will be coming to India around January. Uh, and then Apple announced in a press release that it will come to India soon around January. Um, today, Apple has sent out emails to customers letting them know that the HomePod is now available in India. Apple's HomePod page has a buy button which redirects uh, the user to search to a search tool for local and online retailers HomePod uh, price starts at uh, 19,900 mm-hmm. I think rubles is that right R- rupees rubies that's I'm sorry I got yeah. mixed up um, I, I apologize that, I live that in the United translates States to 263 263 right? USD right yeah I apologize for getting that wrong I'm, I'm the US I, I'll get it um, People in the comments are trying to talk to us, Holden. We have uh, Suhabe666. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer some questions. Um, 
So, uh, Siri supports for Indian Accent for English was also recently added for the home to the HomePod software in 13, mm-hmm. uh, 3.1, along with iOS and iPadOS 13.3.1. So, that's good that HomePod's being available in more um, areas. It's interesting that it's cheaper in India than it is in the United States. It's, I guess cause it's, I guess it's more affordable that way and they make hmm. it cheaper. Yeah. That's my prediction about that. Uh, let's see. Let me read the comments. What's the latest firmware version of the AirPods Pro? Um, it's the 2D15. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you can check that by hopping into your settings. If you open the case uh, and then you go to general and your settings, you'll see a thing that lights up that just says AirPods. Gen- right. Sorry, general about, and then you'll see AirPods. And then click on that and it'll tell you what firmware your version you're, you're running. Sorry. <laughs> What, Sir, maybe tr- what yeah, running your version? <laughs> That's what I said. I, oh. <laughs> um. Okay. So the next thing we're gonna be talking about is oh, Apple has another oopsie. Um, uh oh. Yeah, it's another. Okay. So severe Thunderbolt flaw discovered affecting Mac ships between 2011 through 2020. Woo! Big oopsie. Seven severe Thunderbolt security flaws have been recently been discovered affecting two variants of Mac systems. Thunderbolt Encrypted Macs with Type-C compatible Thunderbolt Encrypted Macs. Sorry, I said that completely wrong. Thunderbolt <laughs> Encrypted Macs and Type-C compatible Thunderbolt Encrypted Macs. Let me read this off for everybody. Can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me see. Okay, so seven vulnerabilities found in Intel's Thunderbolt chips include number one, inadequate firmware verification schemes, two, weak device authentication schemes, Three, use of un- unauthenticated device metadata. Four, downgrade attack using backwards compatibility. Five, use of unauthenticated controller configurations. And six, SPI flash interface deficiencies. And then finally, number seven, no Thunderbolt security on boot camp. That's interesting. So Apple, Apple also mentioned that, uh, sorry, Apple didn't mention this, but I'd just like to mention that uh, there's no way to detect the machine has been compromised, and Apple has yet to comment on the security issue, which they probably will soon if it gets too much heat. Um, Speaking of boot camp, um, you mm-hmm. could boost your your MacBook your MacBook Air brightness another hundred nits if you run Windows 10 on it. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's an interesting oh, well. tidbit that we found out this week. If you yeah, uh, if you use boot camp to run Windows 10 on a MacBook Air, you can boost uh, the screen by brightness by hundred nits. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Apple's throttling our brightness. <laughs> okay, so I have a breaking news story coming out just now. Okay. Um, it's this, The story is an exclusive from 9to5Mac, and it's about AirPods Studio. Oh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Okay. Um, wh- Once I get this information loaded up. Let's pull um, it up. Breaking news. I, I, we need sound effects, just, Holden. Dun, dun, dun. Breaking news. <laughs> we got a breaking news story. 905 Mac with another exclusive. Okay, I'm um, sorry, my internet's being crap. Um, I have it right why. here. Uh, key okay, features um, of regular earpods is ear detection automatically pausing the song when you take the phones off. We learned that we we learned today that AirPod Studio will have a similar feature, but it will work in a different way. Instead of ear detection, Apple is working to include sensors that can detect whether the headphones are on your head or on your neck. Based on this, we assume that AirPod Studio will play or pause content when they detect being placed on your head. 
Neck detection can be used to keep the headset turned on while the music is paused, just like when you take just one AirPod out of your ear. Another new sensor... Oh, wow. That's pretty neat. Another new sensor will be able to detect left and right ears to automatically route the audio channels. That means there's likely no right or wrong side to use the AirPod Studio. So no more, you know, taking the headphones and looking at, oh, is this right? Is this left? Okay, and then putting them on. That's wow, really so cool. Pretty much we now, know, we now know everything about AirPod Studio. That's interesting. So no right or wrong way to wear them. Uh, they will have active noise cancellation and transparency mode, uh, as expected. Uh, users will be easily will easily be able to switch between two models to reduce external noise or hear the ambient sound around them. AirPod Studio are expected to be mainly focused on professional users pairing the earphones with Mac or iOS devices to unlock cost, custom equalizer settings with low, medium, and high frequency adjustments available. Hmm. Oh wow. So shout out to 9to5Mac. Uh, this is an exclusive from 9to5Mac. Uh, they just released this information, but um, like uh, it's nice. We usually don't. This is the, probably the first time we sneaked in a last minute story into a podcast episode like this. <laughs> it's exciting. Might Breaking as well, news. I want to say, we got a like we got a nice little bonus story in the podcast. Excellent. Um, to also mention, 9to5Mac has also found evidence of so-called AirPod Studio, but this was already leaked a couple of months ago. It's including assets such as showing at least two color options for the new accessory. Um, also, as of the price, rumors suggest it'll cost three forty nine, according to my favorite leaker, John Prosser. Awesome. Uh, uh, I'm really curious what John Prosser is going to comment on this exclusive. Um, Since it comes uh, from nine to five Mac. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Remember, there's like the a little feud remember, going on time there. Period that, there's a there's a time period that he had like a fight with Mac rumors and nine to five Mac on giving credit because stuff like that give credit where credit is due nine to five come on yeah i know um <laughs> and mac rumors uh joe from nine to, from mac rumors he's a great dude um i talked to him time to time mm-hmm. um he called um i don't want to get involved in this so i'm not going to talk about this stay that out of it <laughs> I'm, I'm probably I, no i probably shouldn't talk about it at all <laughs> i don't want to start something up but yeah similar this is similar the part you joe. will edit out in post yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joe from Wi-Fi Mac, great dude. Um, but Mac rumors called John Prosser like Jeff P or something like that. <laughs> like they didn't want to give him credit. I I'll, I'll, I don't want to go into it. I'm that's a story for another day. Don't I'm not go into talk it. About it. Um, I just want to say that Joe's a great dude. Um, okay, so that's all stories for this week's episode. I'm glad we got a sneak. I'm glad we got a last minute story in. We usually never do that. Thank you guys especially, for tuning in. Especially, especially exclusive. Um, so Great like, story. So, right. Uh, thanks, Brown, for joining today's episode. Thank you. I had a great time. If you're new to the podcast or you're listening live on Instagram, give us a. Uh, you can follow us on all our social media platforms. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I usually don't mention this, but check out our Telegram channel. Um, we post all of our news stories are on Telegram. Uh, t.me slash news. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other and other um, and other podcast providers. Um, hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back. We'll be back again in a couple of days for the next episode of Applosophy Weekly. And stay safe and have an awesome week.
Thanks, Brock, for joining again. Thank you, Holden. We'll see you soon. See ya. Uh, From a safe you. distance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, th- thanks, everyone, for joining, and goodbye.